Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of the Lightbringers podcast, a Guild Wars 2 podcast that happens every two weeks and this is the second episode and today we will be talking about the the kind of expansion announcement that was at the end of a blog post which is another thing that we're going to be discussing as well. Um, I have four um, awesome and amazing guests who I got on last minute because I wasn't actually going to have a show this week. But I am going to have a show. These guests are Bird of Chess, Boots, or World of Enders, in case you don't know him as Boots, um, and Angry Zorik, and are on Twitch or YouTube and various other places. And we're going to see their faces, if you can see their faces, on Twitch or YouTube. And if you're on audio, listen to this Spotify, um, iTunes, or anywhere else, obviously there will be a link to the VOD so you can come and see our faces. Um, but otherwise... Hello, and welcome to the show, and I hope you're all very, very well. Um, first of all, I'm going to introduce people. Bird of Chess, hello, how are you? Are you good? Hello, yes, good. Surviving social distancing, relishing it, thriving in it, one might say. <laughs> relishing it, wow. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So, Bird of Chess, what do you do? Where do you do it? Um, what, what, are you a Twitch streamer? Are you on YouTube? What, what do you do? Hello, if, yes, if I am. So I am a full-time content creator and Twitch broadcaster, also an ArenaNet partner. I've met Jeb mm-hmm. a, a couple times now, which is really so, yeah. exciting. That's Always been really fun. Great to see you. And you can catch me usually five days a week on Twitch. I'm a big community-focused broadcaster that does variety MMO. Uh, we, we do all kinds of MMOs, but we focus mostly on Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy XIV. So most days you can find us laughing, chatting, playing a variety of content from casual to hardcore and uh, building community bonds as we go. And we also do a lot of off-stream stuff, too. So we run some guilds, some free companies, and help people learn how to raid or get into the games that we love. Cool. Okay. And that's kind of like Eastern U.S. time-ish, or Mountain, uh, or whatever. Midwest, time. and I'm in, the sh- I'm in Chicago. Oh, that's so Midwest. Okay. We do have a lot of famine in Europe, though, so there's a pretty wide range of people all over. Cool. Awesome. Um, and awesome to have you, yes. I've met Bird of Chester a few times. A few times. X West, last time. That's right. Mm-hmm. Awesomeness. And is a partner with ArenaNet. Um, I think actually we all are, right? Maybe some kind of form. Yeah, I think so. Yes, we are indeed. That's yeah. right. So without further ado, Boots, how you hey. doing? What do you do? I'm where good. do you do it? Where, where do you like to shop? I don't know. I, ooh, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not an important Amazon question. Sometimes. Uh, Amazon sometimes. So, I, uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube at World of Enders. I uh, do build videos, other videos, basically Guild Wars 2 Varia, um, and stuff with Wooden Potato sometimes on his channel. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could have caught me on Tea Time yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, mostly YouTube. Cool, awesome. Good to have you as well. Met Boots in person a fair few years ago. Doesn't look a day older. Looks as handsome as ever. Look at yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Mate. That's what happens when you don't have hair. You just don't go great. I know it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a plateau. Yeah, no, that's it. And then, like, you know, one day I'm just—it's just all—it's—it's it's all down it's, there. It's gone. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, before the awkwardness settles in, um, Angry Zorik. <laughs> hello. What do you do? Hi. How are you doing? Welcome. Good to see you, my friend. And what, what do you do? Where do you do it? How do you do it? Well, I'm talking I'm about good. content creation. Um, I stream here on Twitch. Uh, I'm an ArenaNet partner, so I do Guild Wars 2. 
not as much as I used to, but still do it, still keep up with it all um, for obvious reasons. I love the game, but I'm just a variety streamer. I stream retro all the way to newer stuff and do it Monday through Friday, uh, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time or as streamer time is maybe later <laughs> yeah and and uh, that's, minutes. Yeah, that's yeah that's mostly where you can find me yeah. sweet ass well welcome great to have you i haven't met zorik yet but i will one no. day i will one day one day one day so he's right there it, well i mean you know i met i met him like, talking to him and i mean in person i know and i know i know this is now the standard of how we we might be living for a little bit of time so yeah. actually you know mm-hmm. in the future this could be classed as meeting someone to be fair um and also just a quick message as well i know that at the moment this because this will go out live uh during the whole corona the the whole virus thing i hope you are very well wherever you are in the world and that you're okay and you know if you are needing to talk to someone or you want to you know go into a place where you want to have some kind of voice in the background all four of us do some kind of content where we can you know be that person or have a community where you can be involved with those people so i would very much say that if you are feeling lonely and you're in that place where you're kind of situated at home not really many people around. It's completely different. Get yourself into a channel on Twitch. Go somewhere. Listen to a podcast. Do something like that. Because it will help you massively. So that is just a little bit of a, you know, announcement. Because I think it's kind of an important thing to talk about. And actually think about as well. And wash your hands, as the chat is currently saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes. If you don't, yeah. Yeah. Just learn how to wash your hands. Because apparently we need to be told this. Um, <laughs> so... My God, what a bloody week. Um, We have content coming up very soon as well for Guild Wars 2. Um, And I just want to ask this as well, because this is a very interesting point. I mean, it was... And and I'm just going to look this up, Guild Wars 2, um, on Twitter. The reason... So what this podcast is about, basically, is about the fact that there was was an expansion announced. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which... Oh, yeah. For one... Uh, I mean, I'm just going to ask you guys this blatantly. Like, Bird of Chess, is this unexpected? Is this like, what? This, okay. I was surprised. No, I'm actually not surprised that we have an expansion coming. Mm -hmm. I think I was always one of those people who, the moment we had the reveal for season five, I'm sitting there going, they wouldn't do this if, you know, unless we were learning that the new seasons were going to be expansions in some way. Um, And when that didn't turn out to be the case, I was going, they have to be building momentum for something else on the horizon. And I had my own suspicions, but of course, you know, everybody is thinking differently. And since we didn't really have solid news, Mm. nobody really knew what to expect. So I think more than anything, I was just shocked that they announced it in this blog post. And I had no idea that it was coming. I was live and somebody just went, they announced a new expansion. And I was like, (laughs) what? like went and searched as fast as i could so i'm not too surprised that we have one coming i am just a little surprised that we got this even tidbit this teaser before the official news like big announcement comes out okay so i basically so i read the first half the first two sections because they were pvp oriented i went onto twitter and i tweeted and i was like whoa pvp stuff and all this yeah. i didn't even talk about the expansion i was like <laughs> no one cares about the new someone, pack someone messaged me i think it was reader probably and i was like someone and it was just like like he missed kind of a key point from this first i was like oh 
expansion right that's quite that's quite an important thing and um, but like but this is the problem like i mean i'm gonna ask you guys what you think before so boots what do you think um you know i mean what was were you expecting any kind of announcement about an expansion like now like, no absolutely what? not it still i i feel like uh there's still a lot of ice brood, ice brood saga to go before i was expecting any kind of announcement of an expansion mm. uh so Having it this early kind of points to maybe they're a little bit disappointed with how Ice Brood Saga is going for uh, to the people. Like maybe mm. people aren't jumping towards it as much as they hope they would, and they need something else to get people excited. And this is definitely what they did. It's, oh, it, this is okay. an exciting thing, an ex- a third expansion, especially a third expansion in Cantha. Right. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is there is a lot of talk about that and and why, uh, which we can get to kind of later. Okay. Interesting side of that as well. And Zorik, how do you how did you feel like when you when you kind of saw that? Was it was it a massive surprise? Was it like, oh, it. It, it's funny because I've gone through a transition here. Um, so back in February of 2019, they had the layoffs and it was a really sad thing. And then almost about six months later, we had that big announcement, which a lot of people went to and uh, a lot of people talked down about it and it wasn't something special. But to me at that moment, I knew a different era of Guild Wars 2 was being born, but I was still in denial I was in denial about it. I, I, I kept saying, you know, it's just the same old ANET. They're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we got a roadmap in December, and that's when things started to change. I'm like, they're just talking, right. they keep talking and stuff. And then six months later, almost, almost to the day, they're like, here we go. An expansion's coming. And I wasn't surprised, but it's oh. verifying to me that something is coming. And that's why I'm looking forward to September of this year. Because if they continue that six-month cadence, mm-hmm. that's that's huge. Because then they're going to maybe give us a little bit more. And But as I was playing through the Ice Brood Saga, I also noticed it's sort of its own thing. And they're not really introducing new stuff, elite specs, that kind of stuff. So when I saw this expansion, it hit me right away. Like, they want to give us new stuff. They're going to have to give us an expansion to, yeah. to just throw it in our face, sort of. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. But I, I wasn't as surprised as I would have been six months ago mm-hmm. had they announced it then. So but yes actually fantastic. that's a very good point because i'm i'm with you you know ever since i think for the last maybe i think since maybe even like colin johansson and a bunch of those guys left i was like no there's not gonna be an expansion for i you know nope and it's not gonna happen and they're like i think um as things have gone on it's it's been very much this i think you know you make you all make very good points you know there's different reasons for why they might be bringing this in like in i think it, it doesn't really matter the reason we're getting an expansion and that's cool <laughs> you know i mean in, inevitably it doesn't really matter what the reason is in all honesty um because if it gives the desired effect you know you, you've got to think about going forward rather than backwards because that's kind of well that's the way i like to think about life anyway i think most people <laughs> probably can agree um but yeah yeah. I mean, I think we've seen Guild Wars 2, Zork. I, I love what you said. I think we've really seen them looking forward, especially coming out of last year. You know, it, that was a huge thing. And Guild Wars 2 slash ArenaNet was not the only game at the time that was affected by those like industry wide layoffs. Oh, no. And that's dev- like that's a huge blow. You're losing essential parts of your teams. Everybody's trying to figure out how they're going to rebalance and keep moving forward. And I definitely felt like 
we were getting, even if at the time it seemed a little bit cloaked or sparse on details with the Living Season 5 reveal, I do feel like we were getting this kind of announcement that things were going to be different moving forward and people yeah. sensed that and i think that's why people were kind of like i'm confused as to why i sense this but i don't have any details about what that entails but I've seen so many good things i mean one of the big issues for a long time was communication and we have these clear roadmaps now we're getting more information than ever we're getting these really thorough blog posts we have this increased pace between the episodes and now we have supplemental story stuff in between the actual episodes themselves it's it's really exciting to me because I think we are seeing the team not only come back, but also like really take the game forward and move forward with that momentum. So for me, the expansion announcement felt more like that, like a, a hand reaching out to the players saying, hey, look, we don't want to keep you in the dark. We don't want this to be a surprise in the future like our past expansions have been. We want you to know that there is a future for mm -hmm. the game and we That's are working exactly really it. hard on it, you know? Um, and I think everybody's excited about that, including the devs. Yeah, well, there was uh, there was I, I, I couldn't believe the number of tweets from the devs themselves about it, too. Mm -hmm. They just every single person, every dev I follow, and then some even that were just brought to my attention. They're all like, look at this post. Look at this. They're really excited about it. And it was really cool to see, like, you know, they're not trying to hide this at all. No. Well, Sort of, but at the same time, you know, the slip up is nice, but it it does give us that that feeling of like they're talking to us and they're really excited and they're showing it. And it's been and it's sort of been like this dark era of Guild Wars 2 for so long that yeah. now it's just like we're we're out of this. We're moving on here. We're, we're think, breaking out of this cave. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bert, I, uh, Bert just definitely nailed it. Uh, with the they're trying to show people that there is a future in guild wars 2 because yeah. you know we're, we were kind of in the weeds for a little while and now now we know now we know there's something to look forward to at least if you're not already looking forward to the rest of icebrew saga in the weeds, <laughs> in the weeds like that's just not bad way of putting it because you know you can get out it's just you know how do you how you do kind of pull yourself out of that area and i think you know no matter how positive um you want to be like i mean we i think we can all say that us for are fairly positive in terms of you know even if there is negatives about you know there are i think mmo rpgs are difficult because they're always going to have they're they're a live service game you know you through the life of something there's always going to be dips and you know peaks and troughs and and that's just kind of the way it is especially with mmos and i think you know like I just said, and like you guys have been saying, with with the layoffs we had, with the you know, with the ever changing top of the you know mountain, you know Mike Z um, stuff, which we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Colin Johansson, and we've got you know, obviously the big man himself leaving um, back last year, um, and then the layoffs, and now people being rehired. So it's like the people who were laid off and maybe who left, you know, on their own accord, you know, there's been people that are returning there as well. So it, I feel like almost to a degree they're trying to reform into this arena net that maybe they know where they're going. Like they don't have, maybe they haven't known where they're going. Obviously NCSoft, have, have, you know, they have their definition of where they want them to go in terms of what they need to produce and everything else. And they're under kind of that umbrella and obviously they had to, like, last year drop some of those side projects they were doing and everything else. Um, 
you know, that's a lot of stuff to... I think it's actually quite commendable that they can come together and, like, literally almost just over a year later, here's an expansion. Like, there's going to yeah. be an expansion, yeah. guys. <laughs> like, and everyone that's was just huge. like, the game's going to die. <laughs> Everything's done, you know, hell free, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Just awful. But people always say that. Like, that's the thing. As yeah. somebody who plays so many different MMOs, Jeb, I think mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head. MMOs are different than other games. Oh, the yeah. the thing that makes them unique is that it is not just a single release that then might be supplemented with DLC, right? Mm-hmm. This is an ongoing living breathing game that can span I mean god look at how long WoW has been running. It can yeah. span so many years. And it also has this sort of competition against its own market that a lot of other, you know, game genres may not have other than like the snapshot of the years they were released, right? Because the idea is that they're always vying for that pool. Like, we're going to draw MMO players in. We're going to get new players into into this game. And we have to hold our own and offer something different on a market that has these other ongoing games of the same type. So I think seeing turnover in an MMO is something that's very visible to us in Guild Wars 2. I think Mm -hmm. because the developers are so connected to the community, and a lot of us know the developers in a way that, like, I could not say the same of a lot of other MMOs that I play. Like, I might know a few figures, but I don't usually know nearly as many of the people behind what's happening as I do with, like, ArenaNet and Guild Wars 2. So that turnover is going to happen. People move on, they change, projects change. But I think the game has always kept what it does in a unique and interesting way at its core. And I'm just pumped to see them actually get to develop that more this upcoming year. And I feel like they're really hitting their stride narratively. Iceberg Saga, whatever anybody wants to say about it, I love the flair. I love the writing. I love the details we're getting. It feels fresh it feels different and it also realizes a lot of side character arcs that maybe have been put off for a long time that i'm really enjoying mm-hmm. um and i think that's just going to give us even stronger momentum getting into new features and you know mechanical features and all that sort of stuff Ooh. coming with the expansion so that's the way that's where we should definitely go so and have some fun <laughs> it's a with good that. segue um that is a good segue um i am gonna dip over to the blog post if no one's seen it uh yet so i'm gonna just transition and you can read along with me if you like um but yeah so it is let me just read it here so this was on the 12th of march um and and i i have a, i have a tiny issue with this blog post and i'll talk about it at the end because that's the most appropriate time to do it um <laughs> spring is fast approaching with summer hot on its heels and it's time for some updates on what's next for guild wars 2 so you're thinking oh cool you know they've got one of those roadmap images which is awesome um for starters and it's got festivals you know pve competitive you know and this information itself is pretty big so you've got you know super adventure box is coming back cool you know that we kind of know that um that's always going to be coming back you know pve you know the next episode's coming up um and you know some other events with that and then you've got like you know then i thought it was like pvp accessories like legendary stuff like, you know, the necklace or the rings, depending on which one you want to do, like World v. World, PvP, you know, there's one for each one. And then Tournament of Legends, I'm like, whoa, this is so good. And then I stopped, went to Twitter, and I was like, bang, you know, I'm going to talk about that. Um, but, <laughs> Why'd you, you stop? Know, well, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you guys can go and read the blog post. I don't need to read, read the rest of it there. Um, but then kind of towards the end, you've got this. A glimpse of the distant future. Um 
Right. Okay. Cool. Like when they say distant, we can talk about that because I don't even know what distant means anymore. Um, <laughs> but it says, uh, finally, we have some special news to share. Development is underway on a third Guild Wars Two expansion. It's wow uh, for a start, and then you're just like, what expansion to what the game? This is actually a real thing at the end of a blog post. Um, the team is hard at work. I'm, I'm hinting to maybe what I'm about to talk about, just in case you haven't gathered. Um, and it's much too soon to talk about any details right now, including features, story, release date, or development timeline. We'll have to stick to that until we're ready to reveal more information to the world. When we are ready, the classic arena net line, which is, you know, what they're known for. Um, thank you for your patience and support. We'd like to leave you with a piece of early concept art so that you can dream along with us about where we're headed and everyone's thinking camphor right or are they well, thinking camphor or are they knowing camphor right it's now? verified because that picture it was changed the title for it everywhere else has been changed except on that blog post and it does say xinjay so it's definitely oh, no, but that's, gotta... that's northern sing the xinjay it's it's a different xinjay it's uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but man i'm so glad that slipped up because i'm like i I was thinking maybe tengu something to do with the tengu maybe Mm -hmm. we're not going to kantha but then as soon as somebody pulled that out of the image i'm like well you guys missed one so i I, I mean i I don't think they were trying to be very like unclear about this This, this yeah i mean (laughs) visually i think we can all say desk kantha look at it whether or not it's a part of Kantha we have explicitly set foot in in Guild Wars 1, you know, like, but I think it does carry these connotations with it that, yeah, we'll probably see some things coming back that make up that iconic landscape. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to it. And there's, there is a lot, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, that's, that's very exciting. I mean, just for anyone and not necessarily because, you know, I, d- I didn't know what the image was of at first because I, I played Guild Wars 1 and I've got to a point, but I haven't got to points where I know all the things. And so I'm like, cool. But I was more concentrating on, on the, you know, the text of, as well at the time. And, and I think, you know, the biggest thing for me was that, you know, I'm really happy that they announced this and this is really awesome. But yeah. why at the I'm end waiting of for a, the butt. There but it is. why at the end of the blog post? Like I could have I was just like, this is like a massive thing. There could have just been like a tiny teaser trailer, a tiny like something. Well, I, th- else. I don't think they're ready for know. a teaser trailer. Yeah. Or maybe they're not. Yeah. I mean that's the thing, right? But like is it important they did this now? Is there a reason why they did this now? I'm just wondering if, yeah. if anyone had a thought about that specifically. It's the six month cadence. They keep bringing us something okay. every six months. And I really feel like this this is a ANET playbook move right here. The coach is making the call. And I think what it is <laughs> is just like when they announced they were working on Guild Wars 2 years before they actually gave us anything, this is just saying we are working on this be prepared everything we're giving to you is going to build to this expansion Mm -hmm. and i think every six months we're going to get something again it just it just fits so well in their in their cadence and their timeline and how they're releasing things we get these nice festivals these episodes and it's and it's pretty well done and it's fast there's a lot of content coming at us and it's just going to be a really interesting experience to see how 
much they get done and how they build it up to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, in a couple months, here's the expansion. And we just sort of forgot that, oh, yeah, and they're going to be like, and hopefully they will give us more information than even mm -hmm. they did with Path of Fire and go back to maybe HOT days with that. But um I digress on that. So, so for me, I think you have something there, but at the same time, I, my, my opinion is a little bit uh, murkier because it's kind of influenced by uh, early in beginning of 2019, I was on a podcast uh, called Hosts of Ascalon and we were doing a prediction show. And I predicted that at the end of summer, uh, right before season five was going to start, they're going to announce a new expansion after season five. And I think that's, in the six-month cadence that you were thinking of, right, Zorik? Ish, yes. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. And... Uh, nice. Ish? It, it didn't happen, but because... Uh, so one of the people on the show, Alona, was saying that she thought that there would not be any other expansions after Season 5. They would just continue with new seasons and new seasons, new seasons Wait, was that this are... Wait, was this post PAX West? This is pre-PAX West, then. I don't know. I this don't was pre. Uh, so end of summer was like, um, I mean, PAX West was September, right? Burgess, that was yeah, yeah, maybe a little earlier. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, the point is that uh, I didn't think that. I thought we were going to get another expansion after season five, but mm. when there was no announcement at the end of summer, I thought maybe there's something to this. Maybe, maybe season five, maybe Ice Food Saga was an experiment or is an experiment. And uh, whether or not they could make bigger, better content for the game in season format, mm. and they have been doing that, it is bigger and better than normal seasons. And would that sustain the game in a significant way? You mean going back to the original plan when there weren't expansions? The when there weren't expansions, yeah. And it's possible that they tried it as an experiment. And it didn't quite go to uh, succeed as well as they hoped it would, even yeah. though they are delivering what they promised. Maybe the returns aren't what they expected. And that's why they're switching to an expansion now. I'm not well, sure I that's... Mean, yeah. Oh, no. I Exactly. I mean, it's, it's very interesting because Guild Wars 2 is a little bit different than a lot of other MMOs that I think most of us will commonly reference to set the standards for the market, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So if we're looking at those big hitters, if we're looking at like World of Warcraft, which has just set a precedent in MMOs for the past, you know, 15, 20 years, um, it is really interesting because those games have a subscription base. And that subscription model drives the, the cadence and the content that they can do based around estimated, you know, subscribers and things like that, and the general baseline income that they're going to have for that game. Guild Wars 2 operates much more like Warframe, interestingly enough, in that because it is a game, especially at this point, that has like almost no cost to entry, which is insane to me, yeah. and has no subscription, I think that that has always affected what they can or can't confirm, what they can or can't create, and sort of the time frame and division of resources at any given time, right? Because mm. they have a, an idea based off of the information and data that they have, but it's not quite the same as having like an ongoing subscription base that you literally just have because you have to have it to play the game, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting. It changes things a lot, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think to be wise, they have to do exactly like you're saying, Boots. I mean, they have to test the waters and see what kind of content they create and what it generates. And when it comes down to it, seasons, while they are really, really cool, 
don't generate the same like incoming hype and sales as an expansion, mm-hmm. right? Because an expansion comes out, people want it, people purchase it, people get excited, people hear about the game for the first time. It's massive. It's massive for an MMO's ongoing publicity and health and sales and interest. So I I was I kind of felt like you. I thought we were going to maybe get expansion living seasons to some degree, but I was really nervous about them doing that because yeah. It's great for an ongoing player base, but it's much harder for newcomers to get involved in and and That's and difficult. to get you know yeah. hyped about. I mean, uh, and maybe you know they're kind of doing that with what the visions of the past, and they're bringing in you know the past kind of episodes and stuff like that. They're trying to look at this this stuff and thinking about that a little bit more. And at least you've got this episodic kind of content that people can go through but you know going through the game now is a completely different experience to what it would have been a launch and i think this is just a problem that everyone's having there's no one solved this yet no one has you know elder scrolls has this issue they put you bang into the late to the latest expansion you know um not warframe is just like you jump in there there's so much to do world of warcraft you know everything there they, they boosted level leveling to the point where you know they want you to get to the further into the end game so you kind of with everyone else where the population is um you know i don't think there's any mmo that's that's solved this i don't think they will for a long time <laughs> and honestly i think the only thing they can do is offer you that character boost so you can get to the latest stuff which is indicative of where the game is now and where it is in terms of, you know, its evolution. Because if you think about where people go into now, brand new, they're back in, you know, 2000 pre-launch. Because obviously this stuff was built, you know, over 10 plus years ago. And it's, so they're back in like 2009, 2010, where, you know, and whereas now all the tech that they're making now is all completely different. You know, elite mm. specs and uh, all these, and the story and everything else, you know. I mean, it's just like how do you advance someone through all of that? It's just, you know, it's unbelievable. I mean, because you can't, you can, Guild Wars 2 is completely different from any other MMO as well, combat-wise. So you, you just launch them into, you know, half fawns, and they've got a lot in everything. And it's like dodging, you know, the combat. And, and it's so good. And I don't want that to sound negative because it's it's very, it's a positive thing because Guild Wars 2 mm. is, can be very intricate, but also very simple. Um that's not a really good way of explaining anything is it no you're Um, so right though that's the thing it is not hard to just get into guild wars 2 and push buttons and do something right Mm. like it took me probably through heart of thorns to realize that there could be more technique and finesse to the button pushing and weapon swapping and understanding. Wait, wait, you got that's through crazy. Heart of Thorns without knowing that stuff? I did. Was... Wow, I that's amazing, actually. Especially I died if you did some so much, yeah. so many times. And at that point, <laughs> Path of Fire was already out, but yeah. I am stubborn. And I did the same thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> Okay. You just got the stream like, wow. chat there, like in the background, just like just throwing like, the bird emotes out. It's I was okay. like, I want to play this in order. I don't want to skip the story. I want to do everything. I want to have the real experience. Body was in the bottom of a ravine for most of Heart of Thorns being <laughs> eaten by miniature raptors. Like that's what happened yeah, to me. It. That's yeah. my... <laughs> but um, eventually, you know, you realize that there's more to it. Mm. And then even further, when you get into like specialized modes, like. 
PvP, world versus world rating. I mean, the game has this incredible flexibility to it and all, you know, the way that you think about your builds and, and your character, which is really fun. Um, and I think that it's one of those things where I'm glad that, like, with Guild Wars 2, you can skip, you know, at a certain point to an expansion. Yeah. But I think it is a fun game just to get into and mess around in and just see, like figure it out and obviously they're trying to prepare us a little bit for a new expansion mm. with stuff like that's coming out this week right where we're even getting a little bit of a glimpse back into season one which i'm super excited about mm. um trying to sort of fill in some of those gaps and i think we've also had a few other things like addressing new players and new player experience as well so i'm hoping they keep building on that because um i mean even like final fantasy 14 right now is overhauling their entire base game story just to make it easier for people so there's not as many fetch quests and things so that they can flow into it. And oh God, yes. I think, <laughs> yeah, like, that. I mean, it, it's not unheard of for MMOs yeah. to try and do that to increase the longevity of the game. Um, I don't know. Guild Wars 2 only has two expansions that are out currently. So mm. it's not like the game is excessively long to get through at this point but um it's all the season stuff yeah yeah and it's mm -hmm. important that they have that art that bridge at the beginning so people can understand like rather than just watching that mini kind of trailer which is what is it the kind of the kind of mini like this is kind of what happened in season one kind of thing um yeah. where it was actually probably one of the best seasons in all honesty still my favorite um even if you know they were trying a lot of new tech back then you know they had the stuff with south sun south sun oh god what's he called cove, cove. yeah cove. Cove, cove when they had the literal day event where everyone logged into the game i will never it forget froze that. the game and it froze the game and but you know what they still like even though that happened i still enjoyed the absolute hell out of it for some yeah. really like because there were so many people trying to get in we were all on you know team speak at the time um or mumble actually probably and just waiting for this event and then it's just like thousands of people like trying to get into this one place and you're sure you're disappointed but they were doing something that no one had really tried before and it and was precursors just were so dropping like candy too wow i didn't know <laughs> that i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know no, i did not know that the um, biggest precursor rewarding event that's ever happened was back in November of 2012, and it's mm -hmm. never happened again. And that was so, really? so quickly as well after the launch. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think the thing we got... See, and I think the problem is, as a game ages, some things sort of get away from you. And Anet, mm. from the get-go, I think the game was getting away from them because so many people were coming into a game. It wasn't like Guild Wars 1 where you had 400,000 players, you know, and they weren't on at the same time. But here you go on launch, you have millions of players who want to play this game. And from the get-go, I don't think they had the readiness that they needed to understand that now they want content, now they want this, because they had other MMOs already out there yeah. already giving them these things and so as as it kept going, they kept trying to reinvent the wheel. They were trying to keep up with the marketing system they just couldn't keep up with. And the modern, they just weren't in the modern age as they are now. And so as it kept snowballing one way, then the next direction, you know, the power creep came. The competitive modes got away. When they introduced elite specs and then they introduced more elite specs, it wasn't balanced. And so it just kept getting away from them. And I think that that's the reason I think it will, it, 
sort of showed a bit of a management problem because they didn't start focusing down these things. But now we're seeing that it's almost like they had the list since 2012 of complaints and they're just, uh, yep. Time to check that off oh, balance. Let's circle that, hmm. put that right up on the top because if we don't do that, do you think though, it's, it's because it's because of the nature of the beast. Like if we're um, the first episode of this oh, yeah. was the fact that, you know, I mean, Bob, I mean, I'm talking about in terms of they are literally la- launching to potentially an MMO for the first time. Like this is the first, this is the first real MMO RPG in the classical sense of the word, because Guild Wars One is not classified as an MMO mm-hmm. RPG; it's classified as a cooperative RPG with MMO RPG elements or something like that. I can't remember the the official classification whatever it was but you know they've they've gone from this this experience of you know instance majorly instance content where the real place that people interact is pvp and lion's arch or like you know the you know the different whatever they're called the hubs um and then they're going into this world where you know the world is in 2012 was seeking the mmo like we have been since really like mm-hmm. the MMO to be the next MMO or whatever it is. So everyone's going to jump on that train. You're going to get millions of people playing the game at first, like even and just based on the fact that it's a new MMORPG. And then, and then you're going to see how it goes. And you've got, like you say, they've kind of learned up till now. And I think it's, it's been like a massive, it's always been a massive learning experience, especially with all the stuff they've gone through um, yeah. and where they want to take the yeah. game, you know? I can't imagine balancing this game. Like, I'll just be honest. As somebody who plays, as I've said, a bunch of different MMOs, I think that Guild Wars 2 by far has some of the most just expansive ways that you can customize your skill set, right? And then when you take a look at that as far as, you know, your weapon abilities, your offhand weapon abilities, the different specialization trees that you have for the classes, and theoretically with the new X-Pack, we're going to get even more, right? Um, She's doing the, the different... segways, Bob. That's just what, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna, Bird of Chess is going to have the last word on this one. That you guys need to talk um, about it. But, She's doing I mean, well. then you look, at, you look at the different modes within Guild Wars 2, and I think it speaks to how fun and, and interesting a lot of those modes can be as to how passionate the player base can be about them, right? Because you're kind of faced with this conundrum where it's like, well, if we have a game that's built around the theory of being able to custom build your class and, you know, spec yourself in a way to suit whatever challenge you're facing, it makes things like PvP a living waking nightmare. Like, I just have to be honest, I can't imagine how hard it is to try and balance all those different abilities, classes, and everything within, like, competitive contexts. Yeah. And it leaves them with this dilemma, I think, where it's either do we narrow down the available skills to make them more manageable, to make all classes and specs viable within this game mode, or do we constantly mess with balance where it could upend things in a way that keeps it interesting? And I think they've fought with that. And as somebody who doesn't play PvP at all myself, I will let both of you like <laughs> jump in on this, absolutely. <laughs> But um, there has been just so much talk about Guild Wars 2 with with its balancing. Mm. And I I think that only time and experience would get them to the point where even now they can make changes to really try to weigh everybody in. But even so, it's always with the amount of variety we have in Mm. Guild Wars 2 going to be more flexible and more different, more diverse, I think, than a lot of other games. Mm. Is there anything (laughs) you want to say? Yeah, boots or angry? Oh, sure, yeah. Balance, yeah, obviously is always going to be 
uh, a, a, a an interesting discussion for Guild Wars 2. I mean, definitely definitely one of the best things they did uh, not too, too long ago was splitting PvE, World versus World, and PvP skills more than they had before. Before, it was all the same, in which case, like, it's impossible to properly balance anything. Uh, so they've been doing that more, and they've been doing a much faster balance cadence than they used to do in the past as well now. So they're they're doing a really good job with balance these days, and I'm I'm pretty impressed with what they're doing and and the reason why they're doing it a faster cadence is because um when the game becomes stale it becomes less interesting to people and when they do just slight balance changes or tweaks or overhauls in a lot of cases it adds a little bit more spice to the game even if uh, especially for pvp and world versus worlders that's their content that's their content exactly yeah that's important good point Mm. Zorik. But what is everybody? Oh, Zorik, please no, go no, ahead. No, 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 go on. You, you, because I was just going to jump well. in on the, but what are we going to get with new specs train? Yeah. But... Uh, we can go into that. We'll go into that in a moment. I think Zorik wanted to say something. I'm not too sure. Yeah, go for it. I, I just wanted to agree. It's great points. It's just, yeah, as, as Rick's saying, it's important to know what's coming up yeah. because before when we were getting the new elite specs they sort of try to showcase them as well Mm -hmm. so what they were doing was sort of nerfing the other classes a bit to sort of be like look at these new classes they're so shiny it's a marketing technique and we see in we see in all games but anet did it very blatantly which it was always surprising when people are like i don't understand why that's so strong well yeah it's the new shiny (laughs) they want it to look strong it's it's what you do but you know, that's what's important. If they start adding in things like uh, other elite specs, even new weapons, if that happens, it's important that it stays balanced. And if they're going to do the same thing that they did in the past, it isn't going to work out well. But if they keep on top of it and keep that fast cadence and be like, we're changing this, there's no reason someone should be able to one shot you from 12 miles away and evade every attack that's thrown at them from five other people. <laughs> Then we we have this we have this anet that becomes more trusting. We can start getting more competitive. We can start building. We can build that brand and maybe hey maybe get that esports back and really enjoy uh, what what it once was community based fun and and just the reward was playing it instead of hoping for something back from arena net instead of arena net saying enjoy yeah, this that's another subject <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely i'm not sure yeah esports i mean you know at the end of the day i mean it was it was always going to be about people wanting to to get the prizes and the money out of that i mean for a lot of people it wasn't as well but yeah that's another conversation <laughs> um but i <laughs> i think um no 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 it's fine um it's the difficult things are, um, and obviously being part of that, obviously I was a shoutcaster and I was in, I was professionally, technically, I was a professional shoutcaster. You know, I was literally doing this stuff for these guys in ESL. And um, balancing in, so Guild Wars 2 was created as a PvP game. Uh, it was, that was how it was built on, the, that's what the combat is. Um, and then it kind of, and then it obviously had, you know, obviously the MMORPG-ness of the PvE, the story and everything else. But, you know, it is core, it's a PvP game in terms of combat. Um, and I've had this conversation with devs, as you know, this has always been the vision, you know, this is the base of where this thing came from. And, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, it makes the, com- the combat really intuitive and really, really fun. Um, which is why I still got, you know, one of the best combat systems out there. It's it's no, you know, I don't think that's in question at all. But like in terms of balance and, you know, elite specs and all this kind of thing, 
there is a problem that they have where they cannot there's no way that even if it's gonna be powerful like there's no even if they want to sell it as a marketing plan we'll know that to a degree they want this new thing to be powerful so you can buy the expansion blah 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 don't we don't know this this is just everyone's theory about marketing and into this into an extent makes complete sense um but also they can't test this in a live environment there's no way for them to do that they can only QA it. Um, and, you know, the QA guys are only going to be as good at the game as they're going to be as good at the game. And they're not, you know, thousands upon thousands of people. They're a team, uh, which is smaller than that. Um, so they're never going to be able to do that before the game comes out. And then it's about, you know, there is no PCS. This is not really, you know, the alpha. We don't know about the alpha that much. Um, and, you know, if, if, even if we, there is one. Um, and you know so there's different there is these constrictions that they have so inevitably i think when an expansion comes out my expectation is that yes these elite specializations if they exist if they're going to be in the game because i don't know none of us know um (laughs) are they gonna be they probably will be massively powerful but i think you know as long as they answer and this is what they're setting up for this is part of and i don't know whether or not this was um something they planned for with the balance cadence they have they've got cmc in there who's now in the pvp team you know ben's kind of moved up um and there was a lot of uh, changes so cmc is basically a new um well, he's not new to arena there he's newer um than most of the guys there and he was basically used to do balance patch streams where he would balance the game and he wasn't even working for arena Net. like he was he was like balancing the game going through abilities saying this is how i would do this and this was years ago and i don't know if anyone remembers this but this was like 2013-14 um and he got employed there later uh, i think this was after like grouch and colin and those guys left i'm not sure he might have been in qa before but you know i mean we got to the point now where the balance is you know there's still there's still some issues there's gonna be issues um but you know they with this alongside you know the future expansion i'm actually ridiculously excited for what can happen but they're like, preparing like you can just yeah. see it we can see well, it on now every yeah line. yeah yeah for sure yeah they're preparing for this and um i mean it's great for me to hear since i since like i was saying i've just sort of dabbled i mostly do raiding and pve i've just dabbled dabbled in pvp stuff since it is such a huge part of the game it's great to hear that people are feeling like things are getting steadier and that all of that will hopefully carry forward as we keep pushing towards this new x-pack right because yeah. Um, I think new classes, as always, whether you have marketing strategy or you have, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and we see it in every game. Um, I do think there is always as well that margin of just player experimentation, right? Because a lot of times players will have like the focused, dedicated hours, ideas, um, drive to kind of mess with things in a way that they will break it. And then, in the way that devs don't, in the way that, that. Dev, that devs won't, yeah, the, the, it's just that way. I mean, they will make and create things that haven't been seen, but there's different yeah. quality of like there's different levels of you know how good they are at this at PvP, who they're playing against, the yeah. you know with their build craft and everything else, and it's just like you but know there's fun. no way. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's we, definitely you don't want to know something... everything before as well. So. Yeah, exactly. You want the mystery. Um, and I see we obviously have some people asking about PTS and the idea of like a public test server for any of these changes are going into the X pack, which I think is something that games do or don't do for a myriad of reasons. Right? Mm. Um, there's so many reasons um, that they may or may not have those kinds of servers. 
But I think that's one of the beauties of an MMO, right? The idea that, I mean, if you've played an MMO for any length, you know that patches are just a part of it. Like, they're going to exist, yeah. and it's going to be an ongoing thing, and it's honestly fun, especially if you do have a story or a narrative in your game, to set people free and see what happens. And, I mean, every launch is going to have its issues, 100%. No launch is perfectly flawless. But um, I think it is great to go that take that journey together and get to mess around with stuff and see, like, even if a class is powerful upon its release, it's fun to see how it develops yeah. and how players use it. Yeah, and I trust the the team that's currently doing balance to be able to see if something's too powerful after release and nerf it when is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of fun when you pick up that new class to just destroy everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Day one, that's where I'm going to be. Or that What's overpowered? Spec. Okay. Yes, yeah, they, I'm they playing confirm. that. It's my favorite class right now, yes. They confirm that all the new elite specs in the Kanth expansion have damage on their CC skills. <laughs> So well, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, if it's definitely worth if you've not played Guild Wars two in a while, it's definitely worth going to have a look at the balance patch previously because they're thinking about you know all the like Boots said, you know, damage on CC skills, and I think that's that's actually been a massive improvement. There are still some things which haven't been touched, and I think you know there there are reasons and maybe reasons that they just haven't got to it yet, maybe, but. Um, I think we're going to push the conversation on because I think there is uh, so many I didn't even need to write a document I could have just written elite specializations um, <laughs> but, um, and, and this is, goes hands in hand so we've got elite specializations and then thinking about the elite specializations um, there is also thinking about the weapon the role um, and the role not only just in one mode but in all three modes and how that could potentially be used um, and mm. also thinking about Guild Wars 1, maybe what you would want to put in there. And it, it's difficult because I think we could have this conversation maybe for, you know, a very long days. time. Um, yeah. But the first I... question is, is it good? She's really excited about this. <laughs> and this is why you need to come watch the book. Um, is really, and uh, we might as well start with Bella Chess because she looks like she's going to react. But this, <laughs> this, this is my first question. And and thinking about as well, oh, there's so many things to think about. Even just thinking about elite, whether or not there's going to be elite specializations anyway. And the assumption is, yes, there will be. But they told us not to necessarily expect elite specializations and things like that to come with, expand, like, to, to be done in the same way. And that was back in PAX West where they aren't announced the Ice Bruce Saga and they were talking about potentially pushing towards more season-oriented combat. I'm sorry, did content. Did they say elite specializations, though? Or did they say expansion-level features? It was expense. It was more that kind of comment, I think, yes. Yeah. Um, which we assumed was elite specializations. And for me, it was like, they're going to kind of release these as we go. But I think back then, they weren't expecting an expansion. They had different... Maybe. well. And this is where, you know, it's worth dropping in the little bit. Which I, I disagree. Said, you disagree? No, that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. But I just want to add this tiny little snippet in, which I think is the big yeah. changer, is that, um, and, you know, I might be slapping myself on the wrist for this, or whatever, later, but, like, on Reddit and everything else, if you don't know, Mike Z is not there anymore. He has gone. And this is a major thing, because... Since then, you know, we, his assumption, our assumption is he's there. He has this vision of where we're going. I guess question is, do you think elite specialization is going to be part of the expansion? 
And do you think that this has been a change since PAX West announcement and since, you know, Mike Z has left as well? Like, is this all... I know it's a big question <laughs> between... Maybe just focus on the Mike Z stuff, I guess. I don't know. But, like, is there going to be... Here is there going to be a Kira was just going to talk about how I really wanted a whip weapon for Mesmer. Oh, wow, but she just wanted I... a whip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are there going to be um... least specializations in, uh, in Nexus? They already have the domination line. Oh, I mean, that's it's true. Really... <laughs> there, and yeah. I'm just saying, this is oh, one of my God. favorite. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, there's, uh, we've got like two huge branches now, two different things to talk about. Um, Go with the elite it, spec first. Sure, yeah, let's start with the spec, because we definitely are going to circle back around to Mike Z, I think, towards the end of everything. So... Um, I just think for me personally, and since we haven't really done this, I'd love to hear what everybody else is. The things I've been most excited about from everybody theorizing about new elite specs. Any kind of dervish return, because dervish is my favorite. Ritualist, yes, would also be fantastic. I've heard people kind of talk about maybe a revenant. Revenant spec that lets you kind of go ritualist, which would have its own really unique flair, I think, that could be a lot of fun. Um, but I kind of want them to do some stuff that's just, like, brand new. I mean, I'd love another pure pure healer class kind of on par with druid i'd love another tank this is all within little quotation marks because i mean obviously you can spec things a ton of ways yeah you can spec things a ton of different ways so that's not to say that like it has to only be that but i'd love something that could stand on par with chronomancer something that could stand on par with druid um something fun i think would be whip for mesmer because i'm just that and then maybe ng i like how the call like... just went out when you when you said i would like a whip because and then the call <laughs> like just went I was, what was the reason because i think everyone wants to know apparently i don't know when we got on this my chat started talking about whip as a possible weapon possibly from like indiana jones but like the idea of just something really different um lance and and or halbert i've also heard a lot too which would be really fun but I think it would just be great to see them bring something super new and different in to really keep expanding those classes, um, kind of a la, I mean, Firebrand. Like, what a, what a strange and wonderful thing that you get out of, um, you know, Guardian, which is so is so interesting. So I'd love to see more stuff like that. I think I think it could be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> now we're all just going to remember by the chess comment. I, I want to whip you at too. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> But do you think do you think there's going to be an elite specialized? Do you think elite specialization? So your assumption is you or you want there to be elite specialized. Do you think it's going to come oh, with the expansion? I'll be honest. I would be absolutely baffled if they did not put in new elite specs. Yeah. Or at the very least, some kind of new skills for classes. I mean, whether or not we get a new race, I think that's another thing that a bullet point here. But like. A new race would be great. A lot of MMOs, you kind of expect a new race. Um, mm-hmm. But Guild Wars 2 has not really set that precedent in the past. And even if we just get new CC options, I think that would be fantastic as far as characters go. But to not have new elite specs, I I would be so I would be so surprised. Like that's something you do when you sell in an X pack. And I do remember from the announcement of season five them very definitively saying like specs probably aren't coming with this season but i i don't remember exactly them discussing about like an expansion that wouldn't have them they they may have at Mm. some point and masteries could give us something really interesting instead but it's true you gotta have something to advertise on your new expansion and new specs are the Mm. like foundation of that i think so yeah elite specs are designed for expansions essentially they're they have to come in them 
because I mean, it's your, your class, idea, right? Yeah, yeah, and your idea that of maybe they were thinking about perhaps put it slide them in into season somehow. That could have been in their on the table. Let's say uh, that could have been on the table. It's not on the table anymore. I think they they correctly realized that um, introducing unless they did it all at once during a season, it wouldn't work well because. A lot of people complain if all the only <laughs> the, the mesmer got the first uh, elite spec out, and then you have to wait two months until the next elite spec comes, and uh, that would not go well, I guess, on Reddit, for example. <laughs> um, you just got so, to remove Reddit from the from your life, I think. Sure, sure yeah. <laughs> um, not just not generally the platform. I mean, just the Guild Wars Two one. Yeah, just my personal opinion. It, yeah, so so <laughs> for sure, for sure that I mean, at least specs have to be bundled into one thing, and expansion is the way to do it. Uh, for elite specs, though, in the Kanta expansion, so yeah, I like the idea of doing something random. Uh, I feel like some of them have to be Canton theme, though. So, like, are we going to get an assassin back for uh, for the thief? Maybe uh not themed but i i still want a ranger with a hammer for a bunny thumper uh <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> you play guild wars one that's a that's a guild wars one thing okay it's um, an overpowered build for too long <laughs> yeah uh what else i mean you could do yeah ritualist obviously uh i don't know what would be the ritualist though because revenant although it's kind of on theme already has spirits with uh with um the uh, renegade so it'd be weird for two elite specs to be spirit based um but maybe necromancer but they already have minions so that's also kind of weird i don't know like what, what what do you guys think would be the best ritualist for for which class would get ritual oh, probably guardian right hey that's really because yeah. of the whole you know i mean they've got they're very spiritual, I guess, in a kind of way. I mean, there is like, you know, I mean, I could kind see of it. I could see it. Paladin oriented class supportive. If it, but then of course you're going to have another support thing in there as mm. well. Well, support, whatever you want to call it. And, um, and you know, it's whether or not they do bring a new class in. I, I mean, you never know. I don't think they're going to do a new class. They have, Come on. They have, three <laughs> of each, uh, they have three of each thing now. It, does, it doesn't right. really make sense to add another one, especially if, since... If you've, got be, uh, you've got to be a dreamer, Plus, I mean, you've got to be the, dreamer. Specs, the specs feel like different classes, though. Exactly. It's already oh, yeah, for that's me. The, that's I mean, the purpose, yeah. Now, my, like, real dream goal, whip Mesmer aside, would be to get some kind of, like, crystal dragon, you know, champion glitter fest. Like, that would be really good. I could see them putting... <laughs> That's the official Look, name, by the way. <laughs> I, crystal dragon glitter fest. Warrior and Revenant. <laughs> Die, die for Orbit. That's all I'm going to say. So if I can continue to live my dream of just immersing myself in that, you know, fictional dra like dragon relationship, I will yeah. do that. She's beautiful. Um, but I can also see Ritualist going. I can see Ritualist going to Necromancer, maybe as something yeah. where it's like not about reanimating the dead, but maybe summoning the dead. I or like the the spirits, the spirits uh, instead, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe like, and they wouldn't be mobile, I guess, because they would be like the ritualist spirits. So it would be different from the uh, from the minions. That could work. Yeah, yeah. Or would it be too close to the shades? 
Might be too close to the shades too, yeah. And you don't want to risk that one again. (laughs) Every class has like something they summon at this point. Just like warriors have banners, right? And they fall down Mm -hmm, and they can pick mm -hmm. them up type of thing. I don't think that's going to be the problem. I think I think the biggest problem with the expansion when we talk about elite specs isn't going to be a shotgun effect i think it's going to be more centralized i do think there's going to be a new class i do think it's going to follow suit with maybe even a new race and i do think the the trait system is going to introduce something we've never seen before with that Mm -hmm. class maybe introduce the ritualist the assassin Mm -hmm. depending on what elite spec you take you will be able to equip this and have these skills and if you don't take it you can't do it Mm -hmm. And that would be interesting and way out there, but I do think they're going to focus, and I hope to God they do, because boys are weapon set getting old, new weapons. I think that's the only way they're going to be able to introduce any elite spec that's going to seem interesting to most of the classes. Whips, pole arms, fist weapons, something interesting. Give me a great axe, dude. That's what I mean. A, yeah. a great bring, axe. Bring dwarves like back. Your... Give me a great axe. I'm done. I'm never playing <laughs> another game again. Spear <laughs> and trident and stuff. Yeah. Because you already have a bunch of those skins. So yeah. spear would be so fun. Mm-hmm. I love um like extended reach kind yeah. of uh <laughs> melee weapon. Like that I think that's so fun. Um and we don't have have like a real play style like that at this point. So and that you could, could even, be a great time. You could even call it a halberd, because it's essentially the same thing. So like yeah. you just call it a halberd and say <laughs> here goes in the slot if you need it to. I, I wonder. I, go on. I really wonder if this is going to fall back from what we didn't get when the game released, because we were supposed to have Tengu in some way. We were supposed to have pole arms, and they got removed mm-hmm. from the game. So I wonder if this is going to be like, what haven't we done, and why didn't we do it? And if that's the case, some of this stuff is already there. It's already in the code. Some of the pole arms out there, the stuff they pulled out, maybe it's time we can finally get those so I can be like, yes, look at my giant meat stick, because that's what it was called. And it was wow. classed as a pole. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was literally oh, this a podcast giant... is so clean <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the expansion with uh better chess boots and angry zoric um we've had some chemical some chemicals <laughs> we've had some technical issues um and it's gonna be fine it's gonna be okay <laughs> but the chess is just giving up on life um and uh, <laughs> Oh, we all God. did some chemicals together. Yeah, no, we did not. <laughs> We're talking about the expansion. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we were just talking about a weapon um, request uh, from uh, Zorik. Um, it wasn't his fault it went down. It was actually just Discord going down. We're going to continue. Yeah. We're talking about... Um, the class maybe class new class coming in elite specializations potential weapons and uh we're going to continue with someone who said something just now i think it was zorik i'm not too sure was it you (laughs) (laughs) zorik say something we were talking about weapons in the expansion Mm -hmm. and for some reason a stick of meat was in there or something and where we had Uh, <laughs> in someone's hand somebody was holding on to it real tight yeah <laughs> which brought up that i do think butcher would be an amazing class i'm just going to recap this yes there you go link i think if we're really going outside the box for new classes new class butcher 
weapon a variety of meats so you either have like a huge club of meat kind of like zork was saying we're being very serious about this i don't want to see anybody laughing um um, you know about meat sticks um or like a chain of sausages that you can use as sort of like a nunchuck situation or as, as a whip for a mesmer or it's like a whip for a mesmer. Yeah. Like maybe the new class is like spec uh, illusionist butcher. <laughs> I don't even know what to right? talk about anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even know. I'm just like, I get. <laughs> the chemicals are getting to new me, weapons. Um... Okay, cool. So <laughs> right, that's right. done. We can do this. We can, <laughs> you, we can bring can it back. This. We can get it we back. Can. Okay, it's going to be fine. Right. So what we're get, what we'll think about now is um, right. So. A weapon that could be used for a class, um, and maybe it could be, we're talking about potentially a new class, maybe, you know, Boots mm-hmm. is not, not keen on that idea, doesn't think it's going to happen. Maybe not keen, but it doesn't, just you doesn't think it's going to happen. You keep on bringing up a new class again. Um, okay, I, okay. I know, because we didn't talk, we didn't get that, because we had to start fine, again. Fine. All right, so let's <laughs> talk about the new class. Yes. What, for, for example, uh, if we get a new class, it would it come with three new elite specializations right away? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Does it have to? Question. Well, if it's going to be with everybody else's, it would probably have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, when we first got a new class, it was Revenant, and it was before Lee Specializations came out. So yeah. it mm-hmm. came bundled in with the Herald when it first came out because everybody else got an Lee Specialization. Mm-hmm. But if you're making a new class, it's got to have all the accoutrements afterwards. Yeah. Now, that's, this is what a podcast host does, you see. We ask the questions yes. so that you can either prove them right or wrong. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean I want, uh, well, I want it, or it doesn't necessarily wise. mean I'm right. That's what yeah. podcast suppose, host does, infusing the discussion. I suppose they could like, do something with a new class if they just released the core and then over the course of, I don't know, the next living world or something like that gave it its specs or possibly like a mastery for that where you kind of went through like the story of that class and then unlocked specs at a are sort you, of paced time. Are you talking about expansion level features? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that maybe maybe even that could have been a thing you never that's the thing you will never know as well I mean, it's not, well, not a bad of, idea at all all of that will come all of that stuff will come down to how far out are we away from the expansion and how much are we going to get before that expansion happens because if they put too much now in the ice brood saga the expansion isn't going to be as impactful but if they put just enough in the Iceberg Saga, and depending on the timeline and that, it's the expansion is going to be a really strong hit out the get-go because people are going to want the new stuff in there, and they have all this other new stuff they've been playing with. So it's just sort of like content rolling into a bigger piece of content, which has been successful in many other games. So, Right. So there's the the outside chance that we will be getting in a new class with elite specs for that class during the seasons leading up to the expansion. But I think more likely than not, we're just going to be getting. I was like, oh, specs. did Boots just change his mind in the space of five minutes? He didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just. Uh, it was I'm just him. giving it its due. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think more than likely than not, we're going to get elite specs in the expansion and not a new class because I think, as all of you've probably, I think, said already in this uh, thing, is that elite specs are basically new classes. They feel like new classes. They change yeah, the they role really potentially of what you do and how you do. De- deal the damage or how you deal with the support or whatever you know because there are still because guardian is an example had in its core what you could support 
but then it had firebrand and it added support again but it was just in the form of a, another mechanic i.e mantras mm. and because uh, the book essentially is just virtues it's just an extension of virtues it's just a kit right isn't it it's not it's not anything brand new really but the mantras and you know it wasn't massively new stuff it was just something the engineer had but it was the bars changed position you know because that's essentially what um the tomes are they're just kits in a way with cooldowns you get five new abilities your role changes and what you do you know it's like you know elixir gun you are now kind of supportive basically i mean with some dps elements it's kind of like a kit it's a glorified kit really that's the way i've always yeah, but other it. other relief specs are more class like like the druid yeah. for example or mm-hmm. uh or the polysmith yeah, massive definitely. Yeah, massive repass. I would love to see them add. I mean, this is just my personal opinion, right? Whether or not we get a new class, which I, I agree with you, Boots. I feel more like they'll probably lean towards specs, just because why not just build and expand off of what you already oh, have? Oh god, this is so boring. Oh my look, god. It's, 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 <laughs> look, I would almost rather so good, have so them good. give us like a new race and do specs, or like give you know what I mean. There you like, go, they mixing up good. On <laughs> like they can focus on growing a lot of things and for me as a player personally like the two things that really change up my experience are having a new spec and having a new weapon and i think that with some of those classes they could really like go in there and take a look at what specs we already have and then say hey let's give them a spec that lets them now fulfill a role that you know maybe previously they didn't necessarily mm. have um, which I always think is a lot of fun because then you can take that same class that you love and kind of work through those specs and use it in a ton of different ways. Um, so, so, like personally, I'm I don't care if they give us a new class versus new specs. I just want to see some new type of play. Stuff. You know? So, but that's an Even interesting uh, place to go now because, in my opinion, I think that at least fifty percent of each time they're developing new elite specs, both the first and the second time, it felt like they were trying to do exactly what you just said, which is try to see what the class is currently missing and try to deliver something, a new role that they could fill. And at this point of the game, though, I mean, I might be wrong, but it kind of feels like every class does have an ability to play each role. Um, Just depends how well it is. How good it is. Depends how well it is. So are there... Are, have they already completed that now and, and now mm. can they just go in wild new directions when they make elite specs or do you think there's still some classes that are missing the ability to play a certain role what does uh, I, what does zorik think that's what i was gonna ask I, I think what we need to think here is what the expansion is going to be and i i've been thinking about this a lot if they're they're going to give us an expansion they don't have to include it with the the game the same way they have they can sort of take it a different place and sort of make it more isolated so like even introducing a new race they don't have to go back and do everything they've already Mm -hmm. done they can just start there and then be like here it is a level 80 because by this point we're on a third expansion and people are already being rushed to catch up Mm -hmm. so it's not about the new players anymore it's about the new content so if they do do what they did back in guild wars one where each piece of the puzzle was separate but all connected in some way they could do it the same way with guild wars 2 and i think they could be very successful at it by introducing this stuff but not necessarily making it have to be part of everything else yeah. so i don't know what that means but i do think it 
Anet is capable of separating out some of the content to give us fresher, better content. And, and who knows, maybe new game modes or whatever can happen over in Kanta, but it, it would be an interesting thing. But I don't think they can just go back and keep rehashing everything to try to make it okay. make sense yeah. like they try to do with the Revenant. Because right, so then it just gets clouded. Let me, let me, let me, I'll recap on what Zorak said because I understand what he's saying because I actually thought the same thing earlier. So he's saying that, you know, you, in, in the expansion, you know, everyone was level 80. Um, and in a way to advance your character to level 80 um, is, you know, you know, th- rather than having a boost, this is just what happens with your new race, for example. So you got this race, you got this, you know, they're 80, um, and you pick, you know, all the specs that are still there. You've just got a new race. They have their own tiny bit of story to get them into the game, and then boom, you're in the content. And that's where they are introduced, whereas, you know, everything doesn't really matter because from before because they're only just being introduced into the world in this way and and that would actually make sense you know that, that was actually quite cool i think and um in response to what boots said as well um you know maybe you know these roles are already being met like only we've got supports we've got damage we've got so much damage do we even need elite specs to keep us in that interesting is this something we do need to have to really should that be the thing that comes in he's not in this not in his head um shit i i'm not entirely sold on this i actually feel like things could be altered and changed to a degree maybe instead of introducing a full amount of elite specs i would love i think for me especially with as a pvp like always the content has been elite specs new things that could come in to make my class more interesting but i think it's come to the fact that the best pvp in guild wars 2 for me was pre-halfforms and it always has been um in terms of just competitiveness and uh fairness and everything else even though to a degree you know celestial amulet was an issue um and everyone was running <laughs> but there was more skill um absolutely more skill uh just this is my personal opinion um and i think after you know the big power creep and everything else is that gonna is it worth the and it probably will be because <laughs> they could come up with some epic stuff is the problem is 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 it worth and again this again this isn't necessarily something that is my opinion that i want it's just more of a discussion point for you guys is it worth having even more power creep in the game with another elite set of elite specializations giving us free on top of the core trade systems even more balancing when they're just getting to a point where the game is for the first time maybe getting into a more balanced state with a new cadence and ideas is it worth upsetting that with new elite specializations because we want them and is that the best thing that's going to sell the game that's the thing i think kind of yeah I think yes. <laughs> Is that, I think that uh, <laughs> yeah, I in mean, a that's perfect fair. world, uh, there wouldn't be that power creep. You would just have different ways to play, right? Like uh, it would just be equal power, but different. Um, and that's what I'm assuming they strive for every time they make an elite spec, unless you go back to the idea of possibly making it a little bit stronger at launch and then nerfing it later just to sell the game a little bit better. But that's another story. Uh, but yeah, you need for a game to feel uh, exciting. It's got to keep on feeling new, right? So yeah. 
elite specs are one way to do that, especially for the people who don't really go into the rest of the content of the game. And I do think there's something to be said about the different goals of having things like new classes or new specs in a game, right? Because on one hand, and like Jeb, you bring up a very good point about this, right? And we talked about this a little bit earlier with like PvP in particular. In PvP, the idea of balance is, I think, and meta can be something that does hold a lot more precedent because, I mean, you are going up against matches with people where like you have to know some of those things and you have to be able to combat it. So if there is a class that is overpowered or OP for some reason, right? It affects the overall play style of that entire game mode because everybody's going to be, in theory, if they're playing competitively, which not everybody is, like they're going to be sort of tooling around whatever that is and trying to give themselves the best advantages over it as the primary way of securing victory in the game. Versus like me, if I'm like, say I'm not doing PVP, it's nothing to do with PVP, and I'm just out in the field, the and I'm thing, just yeah. dicking around, and I'm having a really good time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I want my character to summon shards of rainbows from the sky that rain down on my foes, and then cover the earth in crystals. Bad. Like that's that's very different than like playing around a mode that has certain demands of balance, right? Mm. So it's tough because it brings us back to this sort of discussion of how do we balance all these modes going forward? Like if they are prepping right now so that things are balanced, that if they release new elite specs, they feel like overall PVP and those other modes will be pretty secure, Mm -hmm. then that's great. Or do they start moving in a new X-Pack? And I'm curious how everybody would feel about this. If they did something like create a limited move set for the for the skills and the abilities and classes that were in PvP, would you like that? Would you hate it? Do you think that kind of Oh, you mean completely would... changing what they do? Or just like giving them like I don't know, controlled kits that. that you could use in a way, but that wouldn't be as like, you know. They kind you know of what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, yeah. They, well, that's kind of what they did with um, the balance. They're trying to do with the balance and separating a little bit. It's it's just more engineering, more work. I think I just don't know if they've got the people to to do that kind of thing. And like, I mean, it's it would be fun, but I, but completely, yeah. I mean, there are people, and there is an argument to say, you know, there's t- tons more people playing the game that just come in for the content, and they will come in for that week um you know and they will play that story they will spend money on the game and that's where they get their money and that's where they get their best of playership um gift a gift from zoom uh okay we've removed the 40 minute time limit on the group meeting love it zoom it's not (laughs) sponsored by zoom but thank you very much um (laughs) because otherwise we'd be screwed um (laughs) but um and thank you for ruining my train of thought um What was my train of thought? What was I saying Very just then? <laughs> it was a wow, Zoom. I love you and I hate you at the same time. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so yeah, there are other people that play the game, and then uh, people that come in. There's, there's a huge population, the spike that comes in when the uh, patch is launched. So, you know, com- the population playing the game now compared to Tuesday, uh, i.e., tomorrow, uh, today is Monday when this is being recorded. Um, 16th of March is going to be a massive obviously I mean this is going to be a big patch and then expansions and everything else so you've got to think of those people who do drop into the game in those moments and like you say they will want that shiny looking thing I mean you know when when Hollowsmith came in I was like this thing looks so good 
Like, I mean, I would, I need this. How did I not manage without it before? Oh, and all the other classes. And then it's the amount of time and effort I put into playing them just to look at the effects, the skills, and then start working out builds. It needs a massive amount of content. It's a massive infusion of um, gameplay styles and everything else that comes into the game. And like I was saying earlier as well, that is a massive amount of content. So you're then, like you're saying, you know, if you don't have this thing in, like, what is there left? And then I think it's about looking at the Guild Wars 2 as a core game. Like, what is there other than the combat and everything else to keep you playing? Which I think is something which is important to look at as well. Because, you know, you want the story, you need story, maps, different features like the mastery lines, the mounts, the gliders, the the collections and achievements. Um, and is the, like, you know, should specs elite specs really be such a big heavy reliance on keeping people coming back to buy a new expansion and i you know i'm not saying again whether or not i think that's true or not it's just worth thinking about because there are other games out there there are very mmorpgs that don't release new elite specs with expansions there are some i mean i think most do add on some kind of new class gameplay idea i'm trying to think if any of you have good examples of like ones that elder scrolls and elder scrolls online this year is launching graymore without without any class oh but they just introduced necromancer but that's the thing that's the thing with like yeah yeah yeah. but necro was last year and also this is another expansion at the same level so it's like and with eso though with the new one we are getting a rework of the vampiric line so we don't know exactly what that's gonna be like but this is the thing with like continuous content being added you can get you can get away with not having that thing which is a very very good point as well and it's again i'm just playing devil's advocate i'm not playing i'm not playing like this mmo does this this mmo does that i'm more trying to doesn't want elite specs Wow. So, no, I'm trying. I'm, I know. I, you heard it here. I, I'm, I'm always gonna play. have. I'm gonna have my opinion, but I'm also gonna be the podcast, the 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 host yeah. who wants to have these kind of concepts. People don't because every you know I watch other podcasts and they're like, yeah, these specializations they have to have them. It's like okay, but we maybe haven't had the conversation about why we have to have them. And if if you, you do and have like, to have them, then that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean I totally agree with you. I think the. I think having them is important because it does inject a new sense of fun and play within the game, mm-hmm. which is something that like being able to play around with a new class or play around with weapon types is so fun. But there is like this predominant obsession with them, right? And what drives that specifically, I don't know. And it's funny to me because I think we are coming out of a period of time from like season four into season five where one of the things that for me personally has just shown the most in Guild Wars 2 is its story. Like, I really feel as though we are starting to make leaps in the in the narrative structures of the game, the way the story is delivered, the music, the design, the artistry that's going into that in a way that is, it feels realization of a lot of the threads, even reaching back to like Guild Wars 1, up through now right um so wait question unique... then the question to you about the story which did you prefer heart forms or path of fire if you remember heart forms sorry this is quite a while I, ago. <laughs> I thought heart of thorns no it was interesting because i ran through heart of thorns after its release 
Yeah. So for me, Heart of Thorns felt incredibly short story-wise, but it had a lot of stuff in there that's really complex and interesting, like Mordramoth, because a huge part of the gameplay at the time was literally just navigating the maps. Map like, events, yeah, as well. Yeah. Them. And like, that's super cool because the Heart of Thorns maps are like incredibly unique. They're so layered, they're so complex, and I love that. Um, but that was a big part of what gave you additional gameplay in that. Path of Fire felt like it had a better balance between story and the content and the challenges that it presented you. But funnily enough, I think my favorite story installations have come to us through the living seasons. Um, the season recent four one? Being a huge highlight. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. And five, okay. I think they both have really interesting takes, flares, artistic vision. And I am really excited to hopefully see them unite a lot of those things that they've been troubleshooting in past expansions to have good story as like a core for this next one um, alongside all of our mechanical and gameplay things, right? Mm. I think it's going to be really hard for them not to do a good story because they're doing so much setup now. Mm. We're getting, well, just just now, I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't played, but Jormag and how Jormag is acting and what Jormag is saying, again, there you can always have that like grain of salt and that sense of, yeah, you're just an elder dragon trying to get your way. But what if this is all something more and the one evil or whatever entity we haven't faced is the evil, the thing that drove everything else to this point. And so if Kantha's housing this creature... Are you going to be really like, he's us. We are the evil. Are you going to be really like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard not... It's going to be very strange too, because as we see it, we're making enemies, but they're not our enemy either. They're, they're in it for whatever reason. And Jormag is sort of there too. So yeah. we don't actually still... Still, to this day, we don't have a villain, but maybe we've had a villain the entire time, and this next expansion is going to put more light on that through, you know, the Icebrook saga, and we get to see what's going to happen with Jormag, but the expansion is the final piece. This is the thing that has been leading us to this direction, and now here is the mm. big, this is going to be a long fight. I don't think it's just going to be an expansion, we're going to get a conclusion, because they didn't do that in Path of Fire either. They're going to do a living story behind that and that's going to be the huge part of the story that's going to be the driving the expansion oh man i i see it now and it's just getting me so excited well, the half forms was the big don't get that hot hype yeah i mean it back, was that. let them it, introduce yeah. something but i i can't wait to see where the iceberg saga is going yeah. because that's going to tell us how great the story is going to be in cantha but the problem is cantha is just going to be a piece of the pie we're not going to have the full story until afterwards, which is going to suck because we're going to have to wait three years to get to that point and be like, oh, my <laughs> God, it was us the entire time. <laughs> there you go. I, uh, <laughs> Boom. I'm definitely looking forward to the story for the expansion uh, because for I mean, even though there's been a lot of twists and turns for a while now, especially with Icebrood Saga, I feel like a lot of the story has been leading in the direction that like because. You know, Jormag is kind of a known quantity. Uh, the dragons in general are kind of a known quantity. Mm -hmm. um, but Cantha has been secluded for 250 years. The sea dragon we know zero about. There's so much potential in this expansion story. Uh, I, I could see them doing a lot with it. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. 
So you guys think yeah. that they're gonna lead from the from what Zorak said and and going from Heart of Thorns because season one linked to Heart of Thorns, right? I mean, it was like there was this massive build up of everything. I think I still think for, for me personally, the whole Scarlet thing was one of the best things they've ever done. Um, I I loved the hell out of that. That season was I I really liked. It. I'm not I'm not sure of how many people did. But personally, like, I just found it really, like, it was just so good. Like, there was this thing behind her, and, like, it was just, I loved it. Like, I liked Dry Top and everything else. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and I don't know, do you, so you guys think that the, don't think the culmination of, you don't think that Ice Brood Saga is just going to end and then they're going to have the expansion? Because it's if possible. They, it, <laughs> it's because the thing at the moment, what are we, episode are we on? Uh, two. Uh, We're gonna have three soon. Two, three's coming out. Okay, and new form of content in between. Yeah. How many events? How, so every three months is a new episode. Are they still saying that? It's like every two months. Yeah, yeah. every two yeah. months. Because it's festival episode, and they've been right on that every time. Okay, I thought it was every three months. Oh, I might be wrong. Um. Okay. So let's. All right. Even if we go, let's go to the maximum. Even if we do go to three months. Um, so we've got, and how many episodes per season? Six. Uh, that's a good question. Six to eight. Yeah, we don't, we don't totally know. <laughs> I think it's been saga, six. not a season. Yeah, yes. they can stop yeah. it at any time. I mean, of course, they don't have to have like, oh yeah, we're doing six. They could do seven and they be weird about it. They could do twelve. Yeah, well, I course. mean, especially too because now we have those in betweens, right? Like the interim, so we don't know exactly how much of those supplemental story things, like the one we have coming out this week, are going to be in between. And you can argue, I mean, some of that is content not connected, but some of it is actually fleshing further out the story from the first episode. Oh, so- it's absolutely, yeah. There's some kind mm-hmm. of connection. Yeah, it feels like they could be. I mean, it's like um, for, for the future, sorry. And also, so then if you're thinking about that, so around like two or three three or four more episodes maybe but then an expansion is going to be a longer break after that i mean that would be probably insinuating that you know i mean we're talking about late next year ish i mean in terms of well in terms of that's that's my own personal guess at the moment but um so ice brood saga not ending leading to the next expansion but not ending with the expansion and leading into more story now this is another I and mean, we we really we're going over these subjects very very briefly because there's too much to cover and also we've been here for about two hours even, even though we had the massive break so i'm sorry about that um but like thinking about that like the one thing that people have wanted that I have always known about since the start of the launch of Guild Wars 2 is camphor, right? What? Yeah. So that is, is what is the reason, and this is something that Boots and you guys were talking about earlier before the podcast, I want to talk about it. Why is it camphor? What is the, what do you think the reason could be that they're bringing camphor in now since it's something where, you know, we've never, they've never been like, you know, Canva's going to be coming at some point. Um, is there a reason they're bringing that in? What is the next thing? I mean, I mean, this is way in the future. Will, if Canva is this godlike thing that people have wanted for so long, what is left? That, that, I mean, obviously, they can just make stuff up. They can, you know, but there's nothing left from, from Guild Wars 1. I mean, is there anything else left? 
after camphor like because it feels do you are you guys getting what i'm talking about right now you're saying that maybe there's it's this is the stamp this is the end point camphor. and this is what's this is something that boots was talking about i believe i think it was you before we started this and it's a very good point to think about now, where is this? Like, where is in the timeline for the game? Is this like a re, you know, is this a reimagining of the game? Is, a, is it going to bring more life into the game, or is it looking towards a potential of an end of of something? I don't know. And it's not that. Necess, not necessarily has to be a negative thing. It's just it's more of a question, like a you know another discussion yeah, yeah. kind of thing. I don't necessarily see it as an end. I think if anything, it could be an end to Guild Wars One. <laughs> like this sounds this sounds wild but i mean i think the legacy of guild wars one has for many many good reasons held so much sway within guild wars 2 for so long Mm. and there have been things from guild wars one that people have wanted to see for ages because they they had years in that game there were things that inspired them there's incredibly creative and unique storytelling and game modes and pvp and all kinds of stuff in guild wars one and I, I'd, I'm the kind of person where I always tell everybody, never like, never proclaim that something is the end of all things yeah. until somebody has told you that it's the end of exactly. all things. And yeah. I think especially at this point, it feels very contrary to the momentum we have in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a team that has come back from like a rough year that's stronger than ever, that's building up in new content types, strikes, these new story missions, all this stuff. We have all these new things coming to the game and this expansion on the horizon, but we are seeing kind of a culmination of a lot of the things that were still, I think, lingering from the Guild Wars 1 legacy, and things that people have wanted, like Cantha, or like Eye of the North tie-ins, or, you know, like, gosh, even Drakkar, or all of these things, right? And at some point, I mean, Guild Wars 2 will have to move its story larger, but, I mean, that's not to say that, like, Broader scope. That's a bad thing. Or just go in a different yeah. direction, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's they a great are their thing. it's a great thing. They are their own story. And I don't even believe that the end all be all of this next X Pack is just Cantha. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to see more beyond that. And there's so much they could do with the human gods, with where humans came from, with where that's like it. there's all these different legacies and Bring histories and more. So yeah, yeah that's <laughs> exactly right. I mean, you said it perfectly. This, uh, I think you might be right in that bringing back Cantha and probably the season that comes after it in Cantha uh, might be the end of Guild Wars 1 because we visited all the places that Guild Wars 1 had to offer. We It feels like a complete, maybe, it'd probably be the end of the Dragon storyline as well. So it's also in a, in a way the end of Guild Wars 2's continuation of Guild Wars 1. Um, but I've always contended that I've always said this and I'm going to say it to whoever asked me about where do you think uh, the game's going? I always say, first we go to Cantha and then it's Guild Wars in space. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I still think that's going to happen. I mean, you never know. In space being the mists, I guess. Uh, and it would be, we have to follow, I mean, the gods have left Tyria and we don't know where they've gone. We have to follow them and find out what's out there to drain off the mist <laughs> sorry holds <laughs> so much and i as much as i'd like for us to uh expand into space i think it is yeah this is us ending guild wars one in guild wars two but i don't think that's going to be the end of guild wars two because if you ever look at a, a map that anet made of tyria it's 
huge and we're in a such a small place and it's weird because there's six dragons there all these bad things are happening it's such a megalith but what about the rest of the world is it just empty is there other things out there is there more to this was the world really going to end if we kept killing the dragons like there's so many ways they can go with the story and they hint at so many things you look at fractals and that kind of stuff there's little things in there it's like where does that come from and that's and we go into space there we go into an astral plane of just the future so far in the future that this this demon child wants to play and she's not she's just some kind of spiritual creature but where did she come you really from? could that go happened? anywhere with that yeah. <laughs> that's the thing yeah and, and yeah. Hey, on top of that we have 250 years of uh separation from cantha who's to say that they didn't technologically advance much further than we did or do something else special over there so true yeah, fair you, you know, that reminds me, there was one thing that they did in the, the Icebrood Saga story that we haven't seen, and it was the centaur scene where they are still enslaving humans and marching them, and it hasn't come back yet. Everything else, there's a place for it, but we haven't seen this jungle place, and we haven't seen the deep sea. There, there was a place where you could see stuff falling in the water, but we haven't seen that yet. So Underwater combat. story. <laughs> But <laughs> makes a return is what Zorik said. Underwater I mean, combat. Are you a fan, Zorik? Yes or no? Maybe. I actually really <laughs> like it. I I loved a underwater combat, and you know I don't care who who knows it. You know I don't care. Right. I love underwater combat only because when being in world versus world for so long when this game started and see the weakness inside of Zergs when they're in the water ioj became one of the best underwater fighters ever underwater like, and then they removed all of the water. <laughs> right. yeah what's the best thing to do against 60 people get them in the water because most of them yeah. swim and they get lost i i still to this day don't understand why people think underwater combat was so bad because we just destroyed people underwater and they're just yeah. I, I mean swear, it was balancing it was another thing it was i mean there was a lot of reasons they they kind of wanted to they kind of started to move away from it and then they kind of moved back toward it and then we kind of saw them move away from it again but I think, you know, the reason why I liked it was, again, it was another thing that they did differently, actually. Yeah. It was just yeah. another thing they, did, they well. did very well differently. You know, if you're in a different place doing a different thing, screw it. Let's just give you new abilities, you know, and change the abilities you have, you know, like, you know, change them into something else. Um, and again, you know, that's something, again, I think there's something maybe actually Bert Chess said earlier um, in, change, in terms of maybe changing what your skills do maybe is is something similar to that underwater thing you know you know take a trait line have an adjustment to it you know have a way that it gets turned more into something else but you know with similar kind of looking abilities and you know it just operates in a different way possibly you could there's something they could do there because i don't really i think that they've i'm <laughs> Whether or not they've got those people, I, they've definitely got the talent there to do that. But I think a lot of the people who were doing or driving that kind of thing may not be there anymore. But I'm not sure about that comment because I know, you know, it's, uh, like, loads of people who had these <laughs> bizarre ideas that they brought to life um, aren't really there. You know, Roy with mounts, um, they've been able to continue the, the mount um, creative creativity they've, they've had since then. Um, and it's just about whether or not, you know, the people that are there at the moment, 
uh, are we going to see continuation of the same stuff? Are we going to see completely new stuff come in with brand new talent and they brought it back into the company as well? I think it's, you know, I like to f- just imagine that they're possible, they're capable of anything at this at this point in time. And I think I want to see something brand new again. That's my expectation from them because they've been doing it because they've done it. You know, if you go into any, 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 any game at all, even just single player games and you get on the mount, it's the same shit. They're doing the same thing. You get on the mountain, you go there. That's it. Like you play like Gears of War. I got on the mountain the other day. I'm just literally, I'm you know, I'm on a boat. I steer the boat and I go over there. You know, I'm not jumping. I'm not doing the yeah. big damage ability. I'm not going from one thing to another. I'm not. These are really big things that we take for granted. I think in the game, um, you know, we jump off this raptor in midair we're gliding then we jump on the ground you know we're on this little ball mount thing and it's, you know the beetle and running around in that we can go through walls we change on something else we can go through portals i mean bloody hell it's pretty cool right i mean it's a pretty crazy thing that we can do um but i think we actually forget that sometimes that they're capable of so much stuff and that maybe you know it isn't always doesn't always have to be the same but some things that are the same are what we want, like the early specs. Boom. <laughs> Circle. <laughs> I mean, I think they've done something really smart with Guild Wars 2 where no matter what, to me, one of the things that's been most impressive about Guild Wars is that they are always reinventing, redefining, and then growing the game. And sometimes you don't see that in quite the same way. And even if there were parts of the game that you felt were slower or weaker or, you know, where we started, you know, maybe there were some pros and cons of like where the story or the classes were. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, until you've really played through, I think the expansions and gotten through Guild Wars, you don't really understand what the game is like now because there is so much that has been put into it from the Mm. horizontal progression system through masteries to the unique abilities that mounts possess and all of the other like movement stuff. All of those things really open it up, even underwater combat, right? All of that opens up the door for them to take it, run with it, and then do something new in a new expansion. Mm. And at the very least, I mean, we know that we're already going to be getting maps that can be designed in a way that is just so much more dimensional and so much more fun to explore than in a lot of other games where you have your boy, he go like this, sometime he fly. And like, you know, that's <laughs> that's just how you move around. Whereas in Guild Wars 2, I mean, it's so smart, actually, because it allows them to create landscapes that other MMOs wouldn't even try to do. So whatever we get going forward, um, you know, I think it's going to be really neat, like seeing what they can do. And Cantha has all these possibilities, whether they go underwater because yeah. of the ocean and boats and all these different things or underwater combat or content or whatever it is. Or they even go up into the sky and we do more stuff there. Um, Boots is like, yes. It's just (laughs) like there's so many things that they could do to push this and then give us something unique. So, so then what is it? The then, then this is the next question. And, and you guys, if you want to tell me in Discord whether or not you have to go anytime soon, and then we can, we can obviously stop. But, um, we got delayed a little bit. So I don't know what you've got planned for the rest of your day. And I don't want to take up more of your time if you need to go and, look at some broth for example um <laughs> so just let me know in the discord Joe, if you if you need to go um and we can kind of start to end but also i do there is more stuff that i would like to talk about if you want to you don't have to just if you have the time there's no pressure whatsoever um 
but just let me know in the discord chat and over there or however you need to <laughs> i guess on twitch as well um but basically okay cool no worries we can we can kind of start to look this let's do one more point and then we'll end it we'll end the podcast i think um and i can always bring us back to talk about specifically one podcast about specific elite specializations um <laughs> But uh, if you if there's something like new that you, so we've got we had elite specs every uh, both expansions um, we had gliders with heart forms we had mounts with path of fire there's gotta be a new thing mm-hmm. if they're gonna be going along with the same cadence that they have and we're using cadence a lot as a term um, of something brand new what could it be doesn't necessarily have to be viable or have to be um something which you know can be based off something now think think about think about unicorns uh if you want them as an example (laughs) but um i'm gonna go for boots first what would you like as something that could match a new mount like mounts or gliders something that might be in other games that you could bring into Guild Wars 2, something that's brand new. Uh, have you thought about this? Is this something, maybe even talked about this on the podcast yesterday, you want? Is there anything that you would like to have, maybe, as well? It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be massive. It could be just, you know, I yeah. want an extra pocket. Yeah, oh, an extra pocket, that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted for this expansion. And if chat, they you can think about an extra well. pocket in this expansion, I'm buying it immediately. Uh, no, I... I definitely think that there are still going to be new mounts in the new expansion. I don't think it's just going to be something else. Okay. Um, because I know that the maps have to be designed for the old mounts, right? The new maps all have to be keeping in mind that everybody else has mounts. And so, yes, we get the verticalness. Mm. We get the beautiful design, uh, puzzle-like nature of a lot of the things you do. Um, and because there's going to be a lot of new players coming into the game, they're going to not necessarily do POF and Heart of Thorns first. They're, they might just start off with the new expansion first, yeah. which means they're going to have to have something that'll allow them to have access to the maps the same way the veteran players do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so maybe they make new types of terrain that aren't available for, um, for, the normal mounts that we have currently like maybe maybe things are more in the water maybe things are more jade sea based mm. and the new mounts uh that you get there will be going uh, giving you that mobility in water to get to maybe maybe some non I mean underwater uh, maybe, maybe maybe you do the mounts to get to places underwater that are not <clears throat> underwater combat once you're there <laughs> so you but, may be going under to get onto land at a different yeah level. yeah yeah or something for mm. certain sections of the map but or maybe they just set you off with like a kirin for example the old the old horse-like weird thing back in guild wars one uh, factions maybe they just set you up with a kirin in your first um instance in in the storyline and say hey this is your basic mount it'll get you around um but maybe go back to heart of thorns to find some better mounts that'll get you around better uh mm. so mounts i think are still going to be a thing uh, that's actually a good idea by the way yeah, i like that basic uh, mount idea i think i actually think that players new players would like a basic mount at the beginning of the game just as an aside thing i think that was a good idea 
Yeah. And uh, but besides that, I don't know. They have so like <laughs> there's a lot to choose from, right? Like there's a lot of things that people want in the game. Like I don't think they're going to do a fishing mastery, but it, they'll just do a fishing gathering thing. Yeah. Uh, up to 500 probably. And then cooking, you'll be able to cook your fish maybe, hopefully. Mm. Uh, they possible. That's maybe possible. boat mastery. Maybe, maybe you, you get marooned on Cantha for some reason and yeah. you can't go back to the original Tyria until you build your boat mastery to get back. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, you could, you're allowed to, you're allowed to go fully out there. But, but before you say more, we have to let other people have an opportunity. Because right, 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 right. I think we, like, I think we could definitely be like, yeah, and then this, this, this. Definitely, <laughs> that was some great ideas. I like the, I like the underwater idea as well. That's that would be sick. I just had my, I, I just had Echo the Dolphin in my head, and I was like, yeah, I want to go there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there with all the with the dolphin grabbing hold on to the fin. You know, they're shooting things out. You know, sonar, everything is good. Um, <laughs> Zorik, Zorik, have you got anything on on your mind? Maybe that you would like to see. The easiest one, Tengu. I, I want a new race. <laughs> I want to play the Tengu. I want to finally have them. I want to experience their their what it was like to be pushed out what it's like to be mm. uh socially distant that's the word that's the mm. phrase nowadays but uh they have isolated themselves for the most part from the world conflict so i am looking forward to finally getting to play something even if it's more like what we're getting tomorrow is this like fire and steel type story but playing tengu to sort of see how they get wrapped up into it where they have to go back to Kantha or they're already in Kantha and now this situation has just gotten to a point where they can't stay away. Yeah. I just want Tengu. That's all I want because I think it would just it would just introduce so much other things and show that Anet is capable of introducing something new. But at the same time, I can't understand if they pull back and do just like, well, you can play the Tengu as like a winds of change type thing and get to experience that i'm okay with that because i know they're going to do it right and they're going to do it well and i think they've been sitting on it for some time and it would it would just it would i i, I think it would just finally let players who've never seen the tengu the same way we saw in guild wars one get to experience them and their lore and all that stuff so that's it that's all i want that's a brand new thing i mean we've never seen a new race come in like that's a brand new thing as well you know same similar kind of thing that's brand new you know maybe it could be possible it, it, it there's a lot this, of questions about it but yeah, it thing, yeah. possible yeah for and sure. like um if i know you're in, in chat you may be saying you know i don't think it's gonna be possible the question was kind of like what would you like to have ah, doesn't okay. necessarily mean so it, then i'm it's on board with Zorix too then i, I want i want Tengu. yeah i mean it's, yeah. It, we can we can talk about say no know, to bird people no, whether, no, no. yeah exactly um <laughs> it's not whether or not you think it's going to be possible because at the end of the day they can do whatever the hell they want it's a video game um <laughs> as long as they you know space you know it could be a thing there are some ele space elements in the game i guess the, there's the kind of gravity stuff you know you can always pull something out of nothing who knows? Um, better chess. Brooke. Yeah. Oh, geez. New stuff. New stuff that they could bring to the game that we would want. Um, I I think it would be kind of cool. 
I'm trying to think of what they could do, you know, masteries wise is what we've been talking about. And boots, boats was definitely something I thought about, or even like boat combat or like, boat, you know, like where you could upgrade it. I mean, or fish people, off there of is it that? Or fight. Like that'd be super fun. Sea of Thieves, Guild um, Wars 2 style. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them also bringing back the idea of heroes. Like that's something that was super neat from Guild Wars 1, um, having a companion that had essentially quests that you could go through with and that would fight mm. with you and you could level and spec. Mm. Like that's kind of neat. And if they're really doing this like, you know, Guild Wars 1 sort of, you know, little touch at the end here, that would be kind of fun to have a mastery where you could pick up an ally and, you know, maybe take them out solo in the world just for funsies if you wanted and do some story with them. That'd be cool. Uh, player housing, I'd be so into. Like, give me an apartment in Kynang City that I can put all my decorations in. I very much, I very much would be into having something like that or even having, like, different, you know, groups or factions in a little nod within the city that you could level up and have special skills from or something. That would be really neat or be able to do certain things in the city because that's one thing if we get to see kind of. That's one thing that I loved from Guild Wars 1. I thought the idea of having a map that was literally a cityscape. Like so often we see the outdoors, ruins, devastated apocalypse wastelands, but being in a city that's living and thriving and has its own districts and its dangerous areas. Like that would be so cool to have some kind of complex system in there where you were almost leveling up different social things to be able to go to new areas or, or explore certain stuff or That'd be super cool. And then more guild stuff. I'd love to see more things with the guild halls, um, with yes. guild missions, with guild. I mean, mm-hmm. even if we ever get the legendary guild versus guild, like those yeah. would be the things that I think if they brought out, I'd be like, whoa. I mean, <laughs> I'd be that's like super something surprised. they talked about like the 15 versus 15 a long time ago. And that's, I mean, that is alliance battles, it is. which is something that came originally in factions mm-hmm. in Kantha. Alliances. Oh. Alliances. That's all. That would give us GVG. That would give us faction wars. That would give us wait, wait, wait. That was know, new instances. Player that housing to be good. alliance based. Wait, so that was Kantha <laughs> that they brought that in? Yes, it is. Well, it's going to be in, isn't it? Yes, it is. It has to be. So, has this actually I been talked about so. before? Has anyone actually? There we go. Boom. This podcast talked about. It's going to be in. It's got to be. It that makes sense. Yeah. Isn't it? So if that's it. it. I mean, this expansion is ripe, uh, ripe for the guild reawakening. I think so. You have yeah. the alliance battles, fifteen v fifteen, uh, guild based. You have the thing that they were talking about for world versus world for a very long time now, and this still hasn't been implemented, yeah. and probably is going to be pushed back until the expansion, which is alliances in Guild War- in uh, world versus world, mm. where instead of server based combat, it might be guild based combat, where a bunch of different guilds get pushed together as a server, um, and then maybe who knows we might get uh, world versus world seasons back because of that. That would be very nice. Seasons was yes. good. And then maybe even in PvE, besides the fact that you might want to get a guild to do raiding or do group content, maybe they start putting it more into the story as well. Maybe Mm. back in factions, you had the the Kurzik and the Luxons that were fighting against each other for the alliance battles. Um, Maybe you tie, uh, you you can, your guild would have to be tied to one of those factions when you enter Kantha. That'd be super cool. I would love if they did something. 
Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, I don't think that anybody wants the expansion to just be a rehash of Guild Wars 1, right? You know, it's not that, but I think there are some great ideas there that they could absolutely take and then make their own for Guild Wars 2. And these things that, like, people have been wanting that involve more of, like, the guild front of the game and really building that socialization, you know? This episode goes really well with the previous episode when we were talking about transition from Guild Wars 1 to Guild Wars 2. This is quite good. I'm liking this because there's these ideas. But because, like you say, you know, they can't be exactly the same as Guild Wars 1 because it's not even the same type of game at all. Like, you can jump. I mean, <laughs> this is a one thing. But, like, it's a joke thing. But, like, it is a different game. It's like there are many people that can access the same area at the same time. Like, in the world, it's an MMORPG. So, you know, these things have to be reimagined. They have to be rethought about because they're new classes. So, they are technically pretty new but with the idea of the old coming in with the new and with the advance of that of course as well so then definitely i mean you know i mean i completely forgot almost the 15 versus 15 and i think maybe they wanted us to as well to agree because i think i feel like maybe we have forgotten about that because it has been something which has been in the making for a long time um and i think it was maybe a discussion they did talk about in a post i think it was an official thing that they did talk about right um, so yeah, why not? But then again, like Zog says, we do have to wait for this. It is going to be a amount of time. But I think if you assign or start assigning things to this expansion and saying, you know, this there's, this will be coming, not could be, well, wills need to be done rather than coulds. Um, and because they, they really did make a good turn around in communication in terms of saying this is coming this is something that will be coming i think then the mistake that was made is when (laughs) and uh how how soon when is it and you know these are important things which need to be defined um and that is my that is my opinion um rather than the discussion point i think and i don't know if you how you guys feel about that you think you know um i think it's good that they didn't say release date yet (laughs) Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the expansion, the expansion. At least with that block, they've said early. It's distant, so we yeah, know yeah. distant means anywhere between one and twelve years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, thing. I it's very open. I wouldn't be surprised if we get news and or something more definitive by the end of this year. Like that definitely feels feasible mm. at, at this point. Um, I don't West. think we're going to get like the full expansion at the end of this year unless they completely blow our minds. But like no, having, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. having something more definitive by the end of this year just to at least publicize a bit more. And I think that's why they did just make this a like little footnote, which I was kind of surprised by because it's pretty huge news for yes. the community to just like put at the end. But yes. at the same time, I think they're very conscious that the player base has been wanting something like this for a long time. And I don't think they want to, like, they don't want to give out inaccurate information, right? They don't want to make promises about stuff just to appease people now that they can't deliver on and they know they can't deliver on, you know? So to say instead, like, hey, for those of you who are interested in the future of the game and you're searching for this information, like, here, this is what's going on. And we are thinking about it, but, like, no big pressure right now. We just want you to yeah. know that it's coming, and we want you to be secure in that. <laughs> like, but the fact the fact that they did announce this as a sure thing, that means that they've gotten to the point where this is approved. They have a team that's going to be working on this. This is actually happening. 
So uh, they've they're 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 all in and they're they're doing this. So they have you know they have people designated to doing this expansion now. Yeah. Um, I mean they've started it right. The insinuation oh, is there. Sure. I'm sure they have. Started. Yeah. Like I mean it may have just been a very recent decision and they may have just yeah. been like you know we and just the fact that it's Cantha it. and they confirm that it's Cantha is also big because mm. that means they have ideas. pretty damn exciting stuff it's, it's amazing how you can go from one like just a tiny little bit of information like you know a paragraph of information can change your idea of what can is going on with a game completely and just be like you know that one paragraph is like i mean to generally and to me as well you know i'm like you know i now and you know, I'm reading that stream, I'm reading that partner, like you guys and, and everything else, but the same thing as a content creator as well, especially, and, and as a player, as and an MMO RPG is not just for Christmas. I mean, this is, this is a, an investment of time. Um, you want to know that there is a future. Like, you have to know. It's like, it's like a partner, you know? I mean, we can use the analogy or whatever you want to call it, the metaphor, um, of a partner, you know? You want to know that there's a future with them, and that there's something where you can be in the partnership and you can enjoy it. Um, and, you know, that's something that you need to think about. We are going to end the podcast, though, as well, because um, uh, we have gone on for a fair while. And I feel like I could definitely bang on about this subject for a hell of a lot longer. Um, and I'm going to get you guys in the future to come on as well to talk about this. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, we kind of we've been very briefly over the things. Um, and... Is there anything you guys want to add to the conversation, really? I don't know. I have all these notes. I don't know if I went over all of them. <laughs> well, you're the one who needs to we go, never, so you got to make up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> we, we never talked about mechanics, like when they introduced barrier or that kind of stuff. So that's a whole conversation. Yes. What, yeah. Like the break bar and oh, HOT yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that we kind of stuff. We got to talk about all that. Oh man, that's a that's a huge can of worms right there. That's because remember, subject, they didn't give us a tutorial for that stuff. They just uh -huh. put it in the game, and they're like, "Good luck figuring it out," sort of thing. And yeah, then you have to go watch a YouTube video. What's a break bar? Yeah, maybe that's yeah. another episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fifty-minute conversation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just exciting. I think this is such an exciting time in the community, and for those who have been in it for years to now i mean jeb just like you were saying to see this partnership continue with this game and to see this new horizon like that's so fantastic and um for anybody even who's new or just getting into it i mean it's such a good time to get into the game to try things out to really just start digging into it um and there's so much to enjoy and discover i can't wait for all the rest of the content this season and i know the expansion is going to be a blast when we get there so i mean just keep hanging in there until then but i yeah i just can't wait to see what they do i hope they really just are able to cut loose and realize some stuff that they've wanted to for a long time for the game um because you can tell the devs love it and that they love being a part of it so i want to see them keep building on that cool okay then so that is going to be us done for today. This has been episode two. Uh, talking about the expansion briefly, some things, because there's not enough time in the day to talk about this stuff. Um, but before we go, I'm just going to ask these guys to sell themselves very briefly, where we can follow them, what time maybe we can join them on their streams or videos they launch or whatever. Um, Boots, where can we yeah. find you? What, uh, where World can, of Avengers on YouTube. 
World you of could, Enders on YouTube. YouTube.com slash World of Enders, right? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Follow him for all the builds, all the all the crazy build stuff. He's on Wooden Potatoes channel as well. Uh, Twitter is... Uh, World of Enders, I think. <laughs> there you go. World of Enders, he thinks. If you have problems getting to it, Google World of Enders I think. on Twitter. And you will get there as well, because that's one of the ways you can probably find him. Um... And yeah, check out this channel. Do it. It's going to yeah. be in the link in the description below on Spotify, YouTube, wherever as well. Um, and thank you for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. I asked Boots very late in the day as well as these guys, so I do appreciate it. Um, Angry Zorik, say yourself. Where are you? What do you do? How do you do it? I'm on twitch.tv slash Angry Zork. Um, I stream Friday games. I'm an ArenaNet partner, so you'll see Guild Wars 2 there every once in a while. And uh, it starts at noon central standard time and goes until i'm done and of course sometimes start a little later and uh find all sorts of stuff there other than that you can find me on twitter angry zork and that's where i usually say when i go live as well as the discord we have and all that jazz so there you go sweet ass and thank you again for coming on very much so thank you yeah, i contacted him late last night i was like Are you gonna, would you want to come on the podcast there we go that just legend last minute thank you very much man and finally bird of chess or rook yeah depending you on you can find me what you want to at twitch.tv go for chess. okay <laughs> twitch.tv slash bird of chess because i interrupted like seven times <laughs> twitch.tv slash bird of chess um yeah you can find me i stream there five days a week we do variety mmo broadcasting and we've got a big community uh feel free to hop on our discord as well if you are anybody who's curious about learning raids or getting into any content um in the game itself or if you just want to look at cool cooking recipes we post a lot of those too and talk a lot so we're a big community um you can also find me on twitter at bird of chess and on saturdays uh twitch.tv gamer escape with aetherite radio another podcast there that we do so i love talking i love chatting and i love getting to meet new people <laughs> sweet as awesome and i will finally sell myself because why not um <laughs> this podcast is run every two weeks hopefully um depending on what's going on obviously you know the corona stuff's going on so this is all very fun and we had a technical issue during the show so yeah. this is why it's in two parts um if you are listening to this on spotify and uh, other places like youtube so thank you very much twitch.tv slash unity on the guild wars 2 uh directory normally between about 12 uh, to 1 p.m pacific so that's about depending on what time zone you're on <laughs> at the moment um, because we're still on GMT, so if it's 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific is going to be 7 p.m. GMT or 8 p.m. Uh, as the times change and all the things go on. And yeah, otherwise, uh, follow there at Jibber Unity on Twitter. Um, come and join the channel. Come and check out these guys. Please go and check out these guys and their content. It's very, very good. They're doing great things as well as playing Guild Wars 2. They do do other stuff as well. So. Uh, I would say go and join them whenever you possibly can. And as a final message, message again, take care of yourselves, people. Take care of your families, your friends, and everyone at the moment. It's not the most fun time, but um, you're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. All right? Good stuff. And we will see you next time on The Lightbringers. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, and see you for episode three in a couple of weeks. Exciting times, expansion, and all the things. Enjoy the rest of your day and i'll see you next time on the light bringers thanks for watching bye bye for now